0: I'm Mike Gorman and you're listening to the Celtics Pod podcast for Celtics Blog. Here's your host, Adam Taylor. everybody emergency podcast time you've already released one today but now you've got more podcasts for your listening pleasure i'm your boy adam taylor i'm joined by my homie my compadre coming to you out of austin texas where he's a teacher and he's getting ready to educate the next generation of whatever they're going to be able to teach english or authors writers whatever it may be my boy mr greg manakis greg what's going on bro i'm hyped how are you feeling
1: I'm feeling so good, man. Like the 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 first tech uh, first tweet that I got about Rob, I was actually at the airport and I had. I, there it is. There's there's the teaching, right? You hear the bell. Yeah,
0: I can hear it.
1: <laughs> That's gonna be great for podcast listeners. Um, but <laughs> so I, I was at the airport coming back from Boston because I was in Boston for the weekend for a wedding, and I had just got off this high where I don't know if you listened to uh, the pod that Will and I did the other day, but I was going through TSA, Adam, and this guy. Looks at me, the TSA agent, right? He takes my he takes my ID, he looks at me and he goes, "Manacus." He goes, wait, I listen to your podcasts. So he tunes in and he listens to our pod here and he listens to the 617 podcast as well. And he recognized me at at TSA. And I was like, whoa man, like I'm am I becoming famous? Is this really happening right now? So really cool moment, 20 minutes later, I get the tweet from Shams that Rob's out potentially oh. for the year. So it's like well, the highest it, high to the lowest of low. But when I woke up this morning, as I was getting ready for work, I get the second tweet that Rob's only going to be out four to six weeks. And I think we're we're in the clear here, Adam. I think we can get through the first round of the playoffs for sure, just in time for Rob to get back.
0: What's TSA?
1: TSA is like the terrorist security agency or whatever it Yo, is. So
0: some dude there is listening to it. Whoever you are, if you're listening, tweet at us. We need to know because we we, we love and support you. His um, name
1: his name was, uh, I think it was James McGoldrick. I might have the, no the first name wrong, but McGoldrick was the last name.
0: Killing it, bro. Killing it. That must have been such a dope experience, right? We can talk about that on our podcast later this week. We're pressed for time. Robert Williams, four to six weeks. What does this mean for the Celtics? Uh, from my opinion, I think the first thing we need to realize is Four to six weeks is when he returns. Uh, I think Keith Smith tweeted this out earlier as well, which I kind of, you know, I completely agree with. There's going to be some ramp up time. The dude's not coming straight back off of surgery, healing up, and then giving you exactly what he was giving you before he went down. You know, even if he rejoins the team midway through the first round, we're probably not going to see him until the beginning of the second, and we're not going to see the best of him until towards the, um, the end of that round. I was trying to think of my wording then. How do you feel, man? Like, do you feel like this is uh, logical? Like, if you see the what Rob Williams that went down, do you think we get to see that version of him again by the end of the playoffs, assuming the Celtics are still in the playoffs by the time he gets to actually come back?
1: I think so. I, I just don't know that he's going to be able to – we're going to be able to rely on him to play 30, to 35 minutes a game. I think even if we can get 20 to 25 out of Rob, there have been plenty of games in which Rob has played 20 to 25 minutes, been super, super impactful and has made a difference. And I think the more minutes that you can play with Robert Williams on the court, just being that threat, maybe he doesn't block as many shots, but if he's just lingering on the brain of anybody that's driving to the hoop, I think that's, that's a big difference for the Celtics defense for sure. Um, I think with the four to six week timetable, now the biggest question is going to be, what are the playoff matchups, right? Because I think there are certain teams where Rob is the differentiating factor between a first round exit and, you know, us just smoking a team. Even even someone like the Hawks or the Hornets, if they were to somehow get that eight seed and the Celtics were somehow to get the one seed, I think without Rob, those matchups become a little bit more complicated, not as surefire wins for the Celtics, but now knowing that Robert Williams is going to be back at some point in the playoffs. I feel like mentally, at least among Celtics fans, and I'm sure the players are feeling this on some level, they can kind of just like bridge the gap until Rob is back and all they got to do is hang on, hang on, because they know at the end of the day, they have Robert Williams coming back from injury and that's going to be huge against certain teams if we want to make it to the finals.
0: So my my biggest concern is coming up against Brooklyn in the first round. I think everybody's got that same concern at the moment, like no matter... You know, the south. The seeding's wide open at the moment. No matter how things go between now and the end of the season, Boston can go anywhere from four to first, maybe even fall a little bit further. Brooklyn can climb. Brooklyn can stay where they are. The worst thing you want to do is, especially when you know that one of your primary difference makers is coming back, is land up against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the opening series. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination that Boston lose that series, but I also... I think that's the one where, you know, if you're going to slip up and go out early, it's going to be when
1: you're facing the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, for sure. Brooklyn's the team that I want to avoid at all costs. I think after seeing the Toronto game the other night, I'm less worried about seeing them in a playoff series, though I still think the physical toll that playing against the Raptors for however many games we would end up playing them is going to be difficult. Um, I think the Celtics showed a lot in that game in Toronto. With, with going, you know, with the G League Celtics, the hospital Celtics, however you want to call it. So Toronto, even though I agreed with you and Will, by the way, on your rankings of, of playoff matchups, um, Toronto, I'm not quite as worried about them as I was. I think seeing how our defense, just like the grittiness and the scheme that we're able to put out there against a team that's so limited as the Raptors are on the offensive end, I don't think that they can beat us in a seven-game series, though they could make it difficult. Um, but Brooklyn, man, I, I totally agree we want to avoid them, whatever that means. So right now the Celtics are sitting at the four seed. If we can get to the one seed, I think you gotta just take the home court no matter what. Um, yeah. But if we end up, you know, these next couple of games are gonna to be tough without Rob. If we end up needing to rest guys, it's not the worst thing in the world for us to end up in a four or five against the Bulls or the Raptors, because so I think both of those teams are teams that we can beat even without Robert Williams. Um, I think. To beat the Nets without Rob is going to be a really tall task. I think having him around the rim in the spot that Ime's had him all season or you know, the second half of the season, it's huge against a guy like Kyrie and against a guy like KD, just, just for them to maybe have to pull up for two more mid-range jumpers than they would normally. you know. And I don't think that we can – I listened to your pod this morning, by the way, with Will, and I don't necessarily think <clears> – <throat> putting out Horford in that spot is going to make a difference against the Nets. Um, Neesmith, I heard you kind of postulate maybe Neesmith could get a couple minutes in that Rover spot that Rob's in. Um, But I I just think if we can avoid Brooklyn in the first round, now the Celtics have a really good shot of reaching the ceiling that we had all hoped they had.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, in my brain, like, the one thing that goes in Boston's favour if they are against Brooklyn and Rob's healthy is you've got a foil for Nick Claxton, who can be a dominant rim runner himself. So without Rob, it's going to be really hard to deal with someone like Nick Claxton and deal with KD, Kyrie, and whoever else they want to throw at you. I mean, and you kind of point out, you know, going deep in the series, you mentioned, like, maybe it takes you five or six games to get past Chicago. Maybe it takes you the same for Atlanta. Maybe you have to go seven. We're we're actually in a situation where it's always a negative to have to go to seven games due to the mileage you're putting on your body, how banged up you are going into the next series. But the longer this first round drags on, the more opportunity you have to have Rob Williams for the majority of that second round. Because if it's you know if it goes if you sweep a team in four, you're probably not seeing Rob until midway through that second round. If you don't come out of a game like a series until the seventh, like you know game seven. Then you shorten that time span that you're without Williams in that next round. So it, it's kind of like you're on this double-edged sword at that point. Like, I get it. Like, you know, it's not going to be that you finish in and then go straight over to your next round of games. I know there's going to be a bit of a delay. But if other teams are sweeping people, you know how the East has been this year. There is that potential that you move on to your next rounds quicker than what you possibly could have if a few game sevens were happening around the uh, around the East. So I think that's something to re- to think on as well. I think my biggest concern at the minute is you don't want to you don't want to run the risk of re-injury. Like the worst thing that could possibly happen is that Rob comes back, gets thrust into a fifteen to twenty-minute a night kind of role, and then boom, aggravates that injury, goes down again. You without him, and then everything that you've kind of built up for, that you've navigated yourself towards, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a difficult kind of. Thing to navigate, so I am concerned about that. They're going to need to be really smart with how they bring him back and how they manage his minutes.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just had somebody walk in here, by the way, and I was just like, "I'm in a meeting. I'm in a very serious meeting right now." <laughs> 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 I had to kick him out. Was it here. a pupil? You say that again?
0: Was it a pupil?
1: Uh, it, it was uh one of the substitute teachers in the building. She walked. I don't know what she was looking for, but she walked. In i uh no, she's not in here right now. Yeah, but you no, You you are you are on speaker, yeah. She could hear just <laughs> this I'm English just like dude. I'm in I'm in a meeting. I was like, get out of here.
0: <laughs> Look at some English dude just talking.
1: Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> um yeah, but I, I think with Rob, um I, I'm just so excited for him, man, because I saw you know, I saw some people tweeting out like, Oh, this, this is going to like really affect him long-term and all this. And if I think if the Celtics have made the decision that the four to six week recovery is the best thing for him, he he's got to have signed off on that as well. I know I saw, um, I don't know if it was his buddy or, or like a college athlete right now, tweeted out like Rob's different. Like he's going to bounce back from this and he retweeted it or quote tweeted it. And he was like, "Facts, my guy, like, I'll be back. Um, so I think, I think with Rob, I'm just so happy that it's not the Jaron Jackson recovery where it's going to take him a full year. It's not the James Wiseman recovery where they went with the safe route and the safe route still didn't work out for him. James Wiseman is still struggling. He's still not back for the Golden State Warriors. And hopefully this four to six weeks is just four to six weeks and Robert Williams is able to resume this amazing all defensive team season that he was having. I personally have him in like the defensive player of the year rankings. I don't have him winning defensive player of the year. Not that I have a vote or anything, but you know, we have opinions. And I, I think that Rob and and what he's done this season, him and Marcus Smart both deserve to be both on all defense teams for sure. And in the in the conversation for defensive player of the year.
0: So what do you think, like, if you, obviously we've got that Celtics Legends chat where a few of us are in, and somebody in there was saying, um, I think it was Marcus, I'll, I'll give him a shout out in a moment, but he was saying, like, this could be more of an issue than what some people are thinking, because, you know, what? if it's a shorter time frame, it means they've taken away that piece of damaged meniscus, there's going to be less cartilage around the knee. I know there was a discussion going on in that group chat, none of us are doctors. Um, but there was a discussion in that group chat going on about this is more than likely a de- going to be a degenerated issue moving forwards do you think this was the smartest option like okay it's the most it's the best outcome for the celtics it's the best outcome for the celtics fans but in terms of rob williams individual career was taking the shorter surgery route the best option for him or should he have gone down the longer route to try and add some longevity to a career that you know when you are this athletic and this fancy, is always on the precipice of starting to decline
1: Yeah, I don't know what, you know, as you said, we're not doctors. I don't know that removing the meniscus or whatever they had to do. I know the, the issue is it, it potentially could be bone on bone, but I don't know that that's like a guarantee that removing the meniscus results in the knee becoming bone on bone. I don't know if that's just like a possibility. So my point is like if, if the Celtics think this four to six weeks, this surgery is the way to go with Rob. And he's okay with that. And they've considered, especially after a uh, wick Grossbeck's comments that this is about this run, right? It's not about this season. It's about the next five years. I think Robert Williams got to be happy with this result that he's going to be, he's going to be healthy. He's not going to miss the whole playoffs this year. He's not going to miss any point next season. And I think for him, playing through the length of his extension, the four years that kicks in next year. I think that's probably what's on his mind right now, man. It's just like getting through this next contract, and then we'll see where he's at at the end of those four years. But I think with someone who is as bouncy as he is, like do do we actually expect him to have like a 12-year NBA career, or is he going to be one of those guys that's like super impactful for four to six years. And then because of diminished athleticism, just naturally, he's not going to be quite as impactful, like in his early thirties. I don't know. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I think, I think I agree with this, with this route is that you got to just make sure that he he's healthy, right? Number one, like if the four to six weeks, if the, at the, at the end of that time period, if he's not ready to come back, you don't put him into the playoff series, right? You still four to six weeks is the initial time timetable, so I'm, I'm I'm happy with it if Rob's okay with it and if the team doctors think that this is the best way to go, not that they have the best track record, but I, I would I would definitely trust them.
0: I think for me as well like you know just touching on the future, one of the biggest things that all of us have spoke about is Rob developing more of a game so when that athleticism does start to wane, he can rely on, you know, a mid-range jumper after short roll, or rely on some post moves where he can be effective in other ways. Rather, you saw Blake Griffin do that for a, a stretch when he was in um, towards the end of his time in LA, and then during the early part of his time in Detroit. You know, he, he embraced three-point line. He was doing a bit more low-post facilitation. There's ways that you can add longevity to Rubs. Uh, career and I'd expect as well that we don't see him finishing as many lobs to begin with and we see him more in that high post playmaking role on offense because you're going to want to save that wear and tear on the knees for the rim protection that would be my personal outlook and obviously as the playoffs go on and Rob proves his fitness and proves that he's over any lingering kind of soreness or swelling we'll see him ramp up those dunks as well but to begin with I do expect to see him operating more as a playmaker
1: Interesting. So I like this, this little like silver lining here. So you're, we're kind of postulating here that this injury could be like a a blessing in disguise that he ends up rounding out his game quicker than he can.
0: Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like if you come back from injury, what's the one thing that's most likely going to re-injure you, jumping, exploding off. So if you're saving that and being judicial with that on the defensive end, and then leaning into some of your other skills on the offensive end, at least initially for the first three, four games, you can still be an incredibly impactful player. We've seen Robert Williams not dominate, but like dictate play from that high post as a playmaker throughout the season at different points, especially towards the beginning of the year. Leaning into that just to save that explosiveness for his time on defense makes a ton of sense to me to begin like to begin his ramp up.
1: Yeah, and I think even in the off season, right? If Robert Williams knows like, oh, man, like athlete, maybe this is his moment where he, he kind of realizes like his come to Jesus moment. Like I am not invincible. Right. At some point, these gifts that have been given to me handed down from high above, they're going to be diminished. I need to get into the gym and really develop that 15 foot jump shot right i need i need to work on my ball handling just to round out his game more and maybe in the off season it's going to push him to become a more well-rounded player if, if he's a little bit more nervous about going for lobs 10 times a game you
0: know, yes, right. you know maybe, we'll,
1: maybe we'll have to retire the lob williams moniker earlier than we thought um by the way i did say to will i said if robert williams is able to come back for the playoffs this season that i will officially even i am a I will officially accept Time Lord as the better nickname, even though I am at the forefront of the Lob Williams movement. Um, I do believe that you know if he comes back in this four to six week period, I gotta, I gotta say he is the Time Lord, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've even joked about it, saying you know this short term um, surgery, he's just gonna go back in time in the off and have the full term surgery. He's the Lord of Time; it bent, he bends time to his will, not the other way around. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? I think we'll wrap it up there. I know you got to go and get yourself to work and educate these people. A very important meeting. I appreciate you taking <laughs> the meeting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on
1: my door right now. It's just that my room's like super dark. And I put a sign that says, in a virtual meeting, be I will be available at 825.
0: <laughs> really? You know what you need to do as well? If anyone questions, you want it, to be like, dude, I got stopped by a dude at TSA and he knew who I was. like Without That's me true. telling him, do you know how much of a big deal I am? And just act like you genuinely believe it. And when you act like you believe it, people start to believe you. You know. I said, uh, dude, I
1: still can't believe that happened to me. Like I was literally just going through line, you know, going about my day. Didn't think I was going to have anything eventful happen. then I had two eventful things happen back to back. The the Robert Williams uh, news and also getting stopped by James McGoldrick at TSA. One more thing. I know that we, we always end the pod um, kind of giving people shouts or like t- letting people know where – how they can spread the news about the pod but so as i was saying earlier i was at a wedding this weekend and i was sitting next to this guy his name is nick risconi he has a one and a half year old son jimmy risconi shout out to jimmy and nick and he was we were just talking celtics basketball and after about 15 minutes you know i was like you know what man i'm I, i don't like talking about how i have a podcast or how i do music or anything like that i was like, you know what do you listen to podcasts? And he was like, oh, I actually listen to more about like the sports hub, but sometimes I get, you know, sick of their hot takes. So I was like, well, I'm actually a host of the Celtics blog podcast. Um, and I kind of, you know, I pulled up the, the icon on Apple Podcasts and I showed him it and he downloaded the pod. He said he was going to listen. So I want to let you know that I've been doing what we've been asking other people to do And I've been spreading the good word about the pod. So shout out to Nick Riscone. If you are listening to this episode, man, we appreciate you being maybe a first time listener. We had a blast at the wedding. It was a good time. And for everybody out there, make sure that you are also spreading the good word about uh, Celtics pod with Adam, Will, and Greg.
0: I like how you did it. without me having to lead you into it as well. That was an excellent, excellent work. Everybody have a good one. We'll catch you Friday. Deuces. I ain't disrespecting you haters.
1: I ain't sweating your opinion. Y'all testing my patience. Never did it for a check. I've been impressed with the.